0: It's time for JT
1: the Brick. The Raiders need a wake-up call right now. If you don't progress and get better, they will cut you or trade you. You don't throw the ball out of bounds when you're down eight. There is no excuse for that. Everybody knows that my philosophy is to play faster. Don't huddle up when you don't need to huddle up. Make the plays simpler. Run simpler plays and run them faster. Run them until you're blue in the face and don't leave practice until the janitor says we're closing the lights out. You guys gotta go home. We're gonna run it. We're gonna Run it, we're going to run it. Give the ball to Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter, and Michael Mayer. I don't care who the sixth receiver is. GT the Brick. Too many people are getting comfortable. Smarter, faster, more explosive players who are disruptors. Everything that you could read that was negative and wasn't positive in this game, I gave you in the first five minutes of the show, and I do it five days a week on my radio show. There's no sugarcoating here. You're a Raider fan. Act like it. Get behind the team. And now, uh-oh,
0: here's JT the Brick. All
1: right, JT, back with you, back from Maui. Uh, a little quick getaway for President's Weekend. Good to be getting in the groove today with Bobby. Ian Rappaport, breaking news. A few minutes ago, the Raiders are hiring former Dolphins head coach Joe Philbin as their new senior offensive assistant Sources said after spending time as the Cowboys offensive line coach and the Ohio State senior analyst, Philbin is back in the NFL to lend experience to Antonio Pierce. Uh, I've always liked him. I did like Joe Philbin. He was a really no-nonsense guy with the Dolphins. Back in the day, kind you know, don't know him personally, but you have another individual, another individual with head coaching experience along with Marvin Lewis. Added to the staff here. So that just broke for me in Rappaport. He put that out 11 minutes ago. Joe Philbin is now a senior assistant on the offensive side for the Raiders. All right? You know, you look at the connect. I don't know what the connection is, if there is a big connection coming through to Getze and what's going on there. So with everything that's happening, uh, new news, the only breaking news in the NFL today, Joe Philbin uh, gets that deal. And he is a senior assistant. Reminds me of the old days when the Raiders had titles. Senior assistant. Uh, Having another head coach in the building can only help. Former offensive guy in the NFL. Also the work that he did at Ohio State, and they've been very successful there. So that all makes sense. We're going to have Kurt Heelan join us from Basketball Talk in a minute, uh, regurgitating, hold on, Bobby, what happened. In the All-Star Game of the NBA. It's always a big topic for me every year coming up, the All-Star Game. And I want to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, we are up on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, JT the Brick YT, you can get in live, watch the radio show, and make some new internet friends. As the gaming numbers came out for the Super Bowl, Mikey in Staten, Italy. Start us off this hour. Mikey, oh, what's happening?
2: Yo, JT, good to have you back. But uh, it, it it's staggering, the numbers, how big it's getting. Because gambling's going across the United States, that passed, mm. is passed. Just look at the numbers. I, I sent you a copy of just the numbers for uh, Las Vegas. That just for the Super Bowl, 185 million plus dollars were bet on the Super Bowl. That's everything. That's prop betting. That's mm. the game, the under over. But their hold, their profit was only six only 6.8 million dollars. Uh, the reason for that is it was the under over. Uh, they mm. got middles, and it happens every once in a while. JT, we have this argument, uh, me and you, about the numbers. Does it really matter? Two and a half, three, three and a half, seven, seven and a half. Well, it mattered here. When the under-over went under uh, 47, uh, it got bet right back up. And then when it went to 48, the shops brought it back down to 47. You know, the game ended on the 47. So that's why you only see a 3.7 hold on the sports wagering. So that's why it's so hard to be a professional gambler and – and to be a successful professional gambler.
1: Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate it. You don't know, have to bet that much money, $185 million in Las Vegas, and the win was $6.8 million for the casinos. That's 3.7%. That's a lot of money, a lot of money to make a little money, okay? Because, again, these casinos make billions, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars, but it just goes to show as Mikey points out as a professional gambler, how important that total number is and how the number changes. And if uh, the casinos in general get caught in a middle situation, which was the whole key to that chaos and how the game ended in overtime and where the number landed, no doubt about it. 702-365-9200. I had a discussion on the beach with a buddy of mine who's a sports gambler who traveled with me out on this trip last week about being right 54% of the time. I think being right gambling 54% of the time, which means you're a winner, is the biggest waste of money in my life. What about the nine hours a day you you spend prepping? What about the six hours you spend in a sports book? What about the time away from your wife and kids as you're down in your basement preparing to gamble? And you're right, 54% of the time? Really? Okay. I'm not doing this job to be right 54% of the time, I can tell you that. It is hard to gamble. The pros want to be right 54 to 56% of the time. That would be a waste of time in my life. I'm in the stock market every day. If I was right 56% of the time, I'd be living under a bridge. But gamblers want to win. They want an edge. And that's why I say bet with your wallet, not with your head. NBA season. It's always here, but Kurt Heelan is one of the best, period, and a good friend to the show. At Basketball Talk is where you follow him. On Twitter, the lead NBA writer, the managing editor at NBC Sports. Good to talk to you as I gave you a nice break and brought you back after the All-Star game. What the hell was that? I was out of town. I saw the highlights. Big story or a little story?
0: You know, I don't think it's as big as everybody wants to make it out to be, at least within basketball, just because I don't think this is just an NBA thing. If you go back 20 years, the NFL's ratings for the Pro Bowl. Tanked, right? And they eventually have kind of gone to this skills competition and, and you know flag football thing, uh, NHL, Major League Baseball. So I don't know that it's ever going to be quite the same. And I don't know if the league ultimately decides. You know what the cool thing is? It's the three point contest and and the, and all that, and makes Saturday Sunday and doesn't do it the same way. Or I mean, other than that, JT, I mean, do you really want to say, hey, we got to pay these guys like? 500000 a million dollars to win it because like, that's the only other way you're going to motivate them.
1: That would be sad. If, if, if That would be so yeah. sad if we got to the point where we had to pay, in addition to the honor of being an all-star, which is huge. Yeah. Huge to be an all-star. To put that on your resume and your career, I'm a six-time all-star, I'm a 14-time all-star, just to have that honor. And it's all expensive paid, your expenses are paid, your flight, you're staying in a hotel, yeah. everything, your family. And you
0: get 100000 000- if you win. Yeah, get
1: $100,000 if you win. What I care about is the lack of effort and the ability. We're always going to know it's a layup line. No one's going to get back on defense. There's going to be a couple of buckets thrown off the backboard, slam dunked and all that. But when I see the Dame half-court shots and I start to see the inability for those to defend only until the final moments of the game, and this was a blowout, and my young son told me, he said, Dad, this might have been the greatest team ever assembled on the western side, and the blowouts there, how could one of the greatest teams ever assembled in All-Star history get blown out?
0: Because they don't care. Right. Jokic, and, and part of it is, honestly, like Jokic just isn't built for All-Star games. Um, mm-hmm. Doncic, though, I mean, they're all playing around. They don't take this seriously. And after the game, you know, I'm there, I'm, Ant comes out, Anthony Edwards comes, and they're like, Somebody says, I forget the exact question, but it was along those lines. Like, how do we get this? And he goes, I don't know, man. It's the all-star game. I don't expect it to be competitive. Nobody comes here to compete. And if that's the attitude, then I don't think you're ever going to get that game to be exciting. You're either going to have to accept this for what it is, or you're going to have to, like I said, remake it in some sort of NFL-style thing where... These guys are all, look, LeBron's first word, not first words out of his mouth, but his quotes about it were something like, he said all the politically correct, like, yeah, we should look into this. We've got to do a deeper dive. Then he said the real thing, which is nobody wants to get hurt. They're all going to do everything to avoid getting hurt. They're going to go three-quarter speed. And as long as that's the case, man, if Dane can shoot and you're going at him three-quarter speed, he's just going to put up a bunch of points.
1: Yeah, Kurt Hillen is our guest at Basketball Talk. We do this every year, and you and I go back a long way. It's the same topic. It's crazy for three or four days, and then it completely disappears. And then when we talked about the play-in tournament, which I was kind of against, but it worked out because the Lakers won the championship and raised the banner, and they played their ass off to win that banner. I I don't know. Will that momentum be there? I just know that the NBA All-Star weekend is completely broken what about what you saw with the other contests, three-point shooting contests, and especially the slam dunk contest where I'm seeing a little bit of heat coming for the dunk contest. No LeBron, as always. How'd that play out?
0: Uh, honestly, the best part of the weekend was Steph versus Sabrina. Right. Like, that, that was, and honestly, in the run-up, that's all anybody talked about. And that's what players were getting asked about. When you talk to people around the league or even around town, like, you know, I'm, I'm out having breakfast, and the, and the waitress is like, so, so who finds, I'm sitting there with my laptop. It's pretty obvious I'm working. It's like, Well, who do you got in Steph versus Sabrina? That's kind of what mm-hmm. people cared about. And you're going to have to find those kind of, hey, do, next year if Caitlin Clarkson, I don't know if she's going pro or not, but, like, can you get her in there? Like, what are you going to do to drive interest in this? And I think there's far more interest in the Saturday night the I thought the you know, mm. opinions will vary. I thought the LED court seemed to play pretty good on TV and the replays I saw. were kind of funky court. The dunk contest is always going to be up and down. But like, put that WNBA NBA Steph Sabrina three point mm. thing last. Put it on this funky court. Don't ever put it in a football stadium again. It sucked the energy out of the room. It was too. But it was just you couldn't get any vibe going. And. Just I, To me, that's more, that's, for a decade, frankly, JT, that's been more interesting
1: than the game itself. Yeah, you know, there's just Kurt Hill as our guest that Basketball Talk, NBC. You know, we do have Kobe on the record when Kobe was alive on how much he wanted the All-Star game to be competitive. We've seen Jordan play in really competitive All-Star games. We know the history of Larry Bird in competition in the All-Star game, and now it's all gone. And it happened real quick. I mean, Larry Bird isn't 105 years old. This happened in our lifetime here. What do you think is the level of concern? I know Barkley went pretty hard at the desk with Adam Silver, with everything that Adam Silver had on his plate, from Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, COVID, COVID, which was big for a couple of years, then the play-in tournament, then the 65-game rule, then this All-Star game debacle again for lack of competition what is adam silver thinking when he comes off this all-star game weekend that you're working and you have access to him
0: he's frustrated and I, you, you don't need me to tell you that go find the clip of him handing out the trophy post game where his comment was essentially like well East, you scored the most here's your trophy and you could <laughs> see him glitting his teeth because Through all the negotiations, through everything he's done with the players, this was one of the things that they wanted to push for. Like, hey, we need this to be more competitive. What can we do to make it more competitive? And they said, hey, go back to East versus West, get rid of the gimmicks. Jalen Brown said after the game, like, hey, there were discussions about this, but it didn't really pan out. Like, yeah, it didn't. And I don't, again, I just, I wish I had some answer to give you, J.D., Mm -hmm. and say, man, all they got to do is this, but I don't know that there's a silver bullet in today's NBA that changes this. I don't think there's some mm. single easy answer other than paying players a ton of money that, that suddenly makes them motivated to play some defense and and turn this into something more interesting to
1: watch. Kurt Helon, as we wrap it up, no, you you gave us the best answer of all. It's money and the yeah. entitlement of the modern day NBA player to want more money than they're accustomed to making, which would be load management, where if you don't want to play a back to back. On a Thursday after a Wednesday against an inferior team, you don't have to, but you get your full salary. You get a chance to play in the play-in tournament if your team's a 10 or a 9 seed and you're under 500. There's a whole bunch of entitlement. So wouldn't the union and the players all sit down privately and say, let's try to get more money out of the NBA. They're getting it with television right fees. They're getting it with streaming. They're getting it with global merchandising. Let's try to get another... Two hundred grand out of them for the winner of the All Star game, and we it will work. They'll actually play harder.
0: It'll be interesting to see. You know, by the way, the current head of the and I don't know that he's going to get this full time, but uh, the current head of the W of uh, the Players Union is Andre Iguodala, a mm-hmm. guy who's well connected with the with those voices in the locker mm-hmm. room. I mean, he's a I don't know we'll call him an elder statesman of the league, makes him sound older than he is, but like. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's kind of a respected voice, and, and he'll know what they want to do. But I think, honestly, it's either money or you just live with this. Look, the part of the problem is just JT, I don't think this game is for you or for me. or right. for some, I mean, I know it's supposed to be for the fans. It's about the international market and younger casual fans, and it didn't play well with us. I genuinely don't know how it played with them.
1: Yeah, it's fair point, Kurt Heelan. That's why we have you on. We're the best NBA insiders out there. So is it the Celtics and Denver and everybody else? Because I know with Doc being with Milwaukee and Giannis and having Dame, my Knicks got better, which is a miracle. Every 30 years, I guess, my Knicks get better and don't take a step back. And I look at the rest of the West and LeBron. Give us a couple of storylines you're working on coming off the All-Star break as we inch towards the postseason
0: do you Knicks fans know what to do with competent management? <laughs> like, have you seen, this? um, I, it, I, I would say that the, the interesting storylines are in the East. I think the Knicks are, and Cavaliers are kind of questions like, are they, can they really push Boston? Like and Milwaukee being there too, like will Doc Rivers, but if I know they're three and seven with Doc, their defense is better. They're going to, the offense will come around. They'll be a little better with Doc. Um, out west, I think the legitimate story is this Clippers are for real. Mm-hmm. The Clippers can do this. I, I, and I, I know I've got the scars from picking them before, but I, there is a different vibe around this team in LA. And you can, uh, just to do a little promo plug, if you go to NBC Sports tomorrow, I've got an exclusive, I've uh, got some time with Paul George over the weekend. And we mm-hmm. talked literally about this that the vibe is just different around this team. And they're really confident that they can make a, a really big run.
1: Last one, who do you like better, the Wolves or the Thunder to get to the finals or to get to the conference finals? Which team would you bet on more, the Timberwolves or the OKC Thunder?
0: This year, and I think the Thunder are going to be in the finals within three or four years. Mm. This year I'll take Minnesota because they've got the better defense that will carry to the playoffs. Also, if they match up with the Lakers or Denver, they have size. They are a big team, and that You're going to need that to get through the West right now. I was really shocked that OKC didn't trade for a big at the deadline.
1: Look forward to having you on often, my friend. Great to talk to you.
0: Always good to talk to you, JT. Take care, buddy.
1: Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports. So you just saw it right there. We mixed in the NBA, and we're going to do more and more of that because the NBA is big this time of year. Uh, Bobby, who runs the show, is a diehard Celtic fan. I'm a diehard Nick fan. Of Vegas loves the Lakers. In general, Vegas has always been a Laker town. And if there's NBA news, and that's a topic I'd like to open up for today, I made sure I didn't watch my phone. And I didn't want you know, I sent out a tweet or two, but I didn't watch the NBA All-Star game. But I watched all the highlights and consumed all the content when I got back and looked at some of it, talked to my son about it, read a couple of articles, just interviewed a guy who was there. So the NBA has a problem. The NBA's problem is the league. The league is okay with entitlement of multimillion-dollar players who don't have to play as hard as they did when you remember growing up. I got people listening who are 18, 19. Okay, let's take them out of the equation. Anybody listening to me over the age of 25, 35, 50, older than 50, remembers an era in the NBA when the NBA was brilliant. Most people will tie it to Magic Johnson, Bird, and Michael Jordan. I'm good with that. That's, that's where I made my bones, watching those guys play. But I can go back a little bit longer than that, and we can go back to the great teams of the 70s and 80s. And if you're a historian or you like the history of sports like I do, you can go back to Red Arbuck and the Celtics, and you can go back to the birth of the Showtime Lakers. You can go back to the old Lakers of West and Elgin Baylor. You can go around to the history of the league. Everybody who can see me now on YouTube or listening to me know that the NBA is trash because not all the players, not all of them, but many of them don't want to play as hard as they should. That's it. That's the problem with the league. You don't have that problem in hockey. You go to a Golden Knights game, you go to a hockey game in San Jose, Detroit, Tampa, these guys are skating with blades on boots, with sticks and helmets, running, skating into the corner full speed to dig out a puck and hit someone, that's not the NBA. The NBA doesn't pick up guys on defense until they get to the paint. Like, there's no full court press. There's no, okay, we got this great guard bringing up the ball, Kyrie Irving, let's pressure him, let's double team him, let's get him to get rid of None of it. It's a lazy product. Now, it's a beautiful product. When Giannis Antetokounmpo takes off from the free throw line and has a dunk or Luka Doncic gives you 70 and he's banking jump shots or Steph Curry puts on a show, it's a beautiful game when it's played properly. But the game has evolved into a lazy three-point contest where you don't have to defend because you know everybody's looking for a three. And once you layer that over years and years and years of it, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. So raise your hand and beep your horn if you're someone who watches more NBA than you watched the NBA, let's just say, 5, 10 years ago. Do you watch more NBA or less? I'm the perfect example of this. I love the NBA. I love it. I don't watch much of it anymore other than highlights. And if my team's playing, I'll watch it. I can't watch a full NBA game. The first 10 minutes of a game when it's 8-6, are you kidding me? I mean, is there anything worse than that? Unless you're a degenerate gambler and you're betting possessions and you're betting the total and you you have money invested in it, which I don't. And then if you watch the regular season, it's a completely different product in the postseason. The NFL is the same. Week two as it is in the second round of the playoffs. Week two, if Baltimore's playing Miami, it's all out. Ball's out. Lamar Jackson versus Tua. Everybody diving for balls. Tackling, making plays. The NBA? <laughs> The NBA is nothing like that. Trucker Mark says the NBA is nothing but a playground quality, low quality. I would agree. It's playground basketball. But that's all we have. And why does it sell? Because the players don't have helmets and masks on. We can see their face. We know who they are. We know who the stars are in the NBA. So I want to open up that, too, on the phones. Two, for any, any fan that wants to talk sports, where are you on the NBA in 2024? Where are you? I have no idea unless you let me know. Do you watch it at all? Do you only watch the Stars play? Two of the best teams in the league, I got that question in. The Timberwolves and OKC Thunder. The percentage of my audience now who watches the Timberwolves play basketball on a regular basis is less than 1%. So why am I talking about it on the radio? Simple. It's a huge topic. What has happened to the NBA in your lifetime that has turned you off on that? And I don't want to hear about politics. I believe that African-American, predominantly African-American black athletes are allowed to talk about social injustice whenever they want. Do they do it more in the NBA? Probably. The smaller group of players, they have more access to them. And if an NBA player wants to talk about social injustice in front of his locker, if that turns you off, too bad. I don't take those calls. If a young African-American basketball player in his 20s wants to say that I didn't like what I just saw, there was a shooting, there was a murder, there was something I'm uncomfortable with, that person has the right as an athlete to talk about it and a human being. So whenever, I, whenever someone checks in on me with that, Bobby, uh, why don't you watch the NBA? It's a common-ass question I ask at the bar or anyway. Why don't you watch it? A lot of times they say social-political, and I back off. Don't know if a guy's got a camera on me, an open mic. I've never said anything bad in my life that I recall. But when when you won't let a young African-American male speak about his social injustice opinion, and maybe he does it more in the NBA than a baseball player, too bad. Everybody has the right to speak. I make a living speaking. So a lot of people are turned off because athletes were vocal, During COVID and George Floyd And a lot of people said I'm done I'm out Okay that's your opinion My opinion is I love the NBA But I think as Edgar Money just said On the live stream the NBA got soft After Kobe And the Shaq Dynasty run Go Lakers The NBA is definitely softer Than it's ever been Because of lack of defense In the regular season Let me repeat that The lack of competition in sports, in the NBA, in the regular season is disgusting. NASCAR yesterday had their biggest race. The first race is the Super Bowl. Is that smart? I don't know. Daytona 500 is the great American race. It's the most important race you want to win is the Daytona 500. It's the first race of the year. Crashes, bumps, drivers yelling at each other. It's unbelievable. I love the Daytona 500. The first month of the NBA? Oh, my God. The product stinks. Now, if you're a Warrior season ticket holder and you've been able to watch Stephen Clay and Draymond play for 10 years, you lucked out. You saw great basketball. The evolution of the jump shot three-pointer by the greatest shooter of our lifetime, no debate, Steph Curry, you win. You won. If you're a Sacramento King fan and you lose to the Warriors, you win. You saw the greatest shooter of all time in your backyard play. The rest of it, I'm not going to say it's unwatchable. It's just not entertaining when people don't hustle. Pete Rose, friend of the show. What did Pete Rose do when he walked? He ran to first base. What did Pete Rose do when he got to third pl- base? He slid head first. People loved Pete Rose's effort. They nicknamed him Charlie Hustle. Who hustles in the NBA every night? There are a number of guys. They're called all-stars. Kawhi Leonard plays really hard. But Kawhi Leonard also takes nights off when he shouldn't take nights off. The king of load management, Paul George or Greg Popovich. I blame Greg Popovich on this. No one in sports has gotten away with more than Greg Popovich in the last 10 years. Nobody. He's the king of load management. He started it. He started it. And now his teams are garbage and he doesn't get fired. Greg Popovich can wake up every day and lose every game and keep his job. Bill Belichick can't. Bill Belichick can't. So when you look at this and what's happening in sports, if you turn on an NBA game and you watch the All-Star game, why'd you watch? I don't know. You watched because you wanted to see dunks. You didn't want to see defense, and that's okay. That's okay every once in a while. But the NBA has a problem because of laziness. You cannot put out a product and make the fans love it if the players are entitled They make enough money. They make enough money. They want more. They want more. They want more. They want to play less. They don't want to play as hard. You keep dripping that on fans, fans eventually say, I'm done. I'm out. I have too much money before the game begins. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to be in the slam dunk contest. I might twist my knee. Really? (laughs) You can twist your knee in practice, but they don't practice as hard. I got coaches around the league that I know. They don't, practice, they don't have the Unless you're a terrible team or got blown out the night before, your coach isn't going to say, hey, do me a favor. We're, at this, we're staying at the Four Seasons in New Orleans. Get your asses down at breakfast, which is at the Four Seasons, the buffet, omelet stations. You got your masseuse in the other room. You get your massage. Hey, get to the gym an hour earlier. I'm going to run you into the ground and make you play hard the night before a game. <laughs> no. No. It's it's a lavish league of spoiled, predominant players, and then the few that want to play their ass off, they're superstars because they play their ass off every night. So I just went on an NBA rant for about 20 minutes with with a really good guest. Let's get some reaction to that. 702-365-9200. Where do you stand on the NBA? Are you out? Are you in only during the playoffs? Do you only watch your team play? Can you sit through an NBA game? Can you sit through a full NBA game, start to finish? 702-365-9200, brought to you by the 872 Laborers, led by Tommy White, built the stadium on time and on budget.
3: The one thing I would really like to see is they play hard tonight in this, uh, tonight in this All-Star game. I think it's very important when you have the best, the best players in the world together, you got to compete and you've got to play hard. And you got to show the fans how good they really are.
1: What a comment from Larry Bird. Larry Bird asking the players to play hard. At the All-Star Game. Can you believe that, JT? Back with you. We only do this once a year. Coming off the NBA All-Star Game, it used to be for a number of years after the Pro Bowl, we'd get a show out of that. You know, that's what our goal is here on radio, to get a show every day. What's the show going to be about? Well, the show's going to be about what's the most important topics of the day in sports. And with the NBA All-Star Game, that only lives a day. And we're off for President's Day. So it only lives a day. And then we go back to our lives and no one cares, which is a good thing. You shouldn't lose sleep about an NBA All-Star game and the fact that the players don't play hard. What you should be able to comment on is Larry Bird and Kendrick Perkins and Charles Barkley when they watch these games and they go, oh, my God, look at this garbage. Oh, my God, what happened to our sport that we played? And we did that with the NFL All-Star game, which is the Pro Bowl. It used to really matter. People used to want to win. Rich Gannon won the MVP twice. You want to win that award. It's a cool trophy to have. You want Jim Plunkett's trophy case, not some guy who never made it in sports. And when you're an all-star, the, Larry Bird, that, that's a beautiful soundbite. Larry Bird said it best. When you have the best players in the world together, they ought to compete. They don't compete. I mean, you're going to re- l- throw a length of the court bomb football pass to Carl Anthony Towns and he's going to dunk with no one defending him? What is that? That's even worse than practice when Carl Anthony Towns is practicing against air. His team hasn't come out of the locker room yet and he's warming up and he's dunking by himself. It's the same thing that happened in the All-Star game. Like, people pay for this crap. But we need entertainment for our children. Movies like Finding Nemo. We don't want to go to them, but our kids need entertainment. Can't keep in the house all day. The kids who follow the NBA need entertainment. I mean, cancel the All-Star game. I wouldn't lose a wink. But Kids want to watch the All-Star game because they get to see their best players on TV. I I just think that Adam Silver, this happened on his watch, and he's embarrassed by it. Listen to what Kendrick Perkins said on ESPN First Take. This is good. Kendrick Perkins played in the league a long time, more of an enforcer, big guy, intimidating guy. Always dreamed of being an All-Star just once.
4: To be honest, it was embarrassing, and it was it was disrespectful to the game of basketball, to the NBA, to so many guys that used to, like, the, the NBA All-Star, You, it, it, to be an NBA All-Star, it's an honor. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. Like, I played 14 years and never made an All-Star game. I was close to making it one time, and Al Horford beat me out by one coach's vote. Do you know how it would have felt to be in the All-Star game? Russell Westbrook won back-to-back all-star MVPs. One of the times he came off the bench because he was playing so hard. That's how much he cared. And at the end of the day, players won't say it publicly, but in order to move the needle, in order to get an all-star game where they're actually competing, you know what's going to have to happen. The NBA is going to have to increase the incentives, meaning put a bankroll in front of their faces. Yep. To make them go out there and, and play. Hey, you know what? If this team wins, each player will get an additional five hundred thousand. We saw the results, and we saw what happened with the in-season tournament. Exactly. Guys were scrapping like crazy, taking charges. We saw a playoff version of LeBron James. But again, man, you you go back and you watch, you watch Jordan, you watch uh, Shaq, you watch Kobe, you watch all these guys. That was in the all, even Russell Westbrook. Like it was a badge of honor to represent and be a a guy that represented the All Star game. And if I was Adam Silver, I would have been pissed as hell like he was last night because it was an embarrassment all across the board.
1: Wow. Kendrick Perkins calling the sport that he makes a living off of an embarrassment. It was. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment because the league has let it become an embarrassment. The league. And even Kendrick Perkins, who had some really strong takes there at the end, said give him a half a million bucks to win. You Imagine Kevin Durant walking into a locker room. right? With, he's just walking in with his headphones on, and someone says, Hey, KD, how you doing? Good. Let's go win. We're going to get a half a mil. You, you have to give him that money, or he's not going to play hard? Yeah, you got to give him the money now. Uh, Josh is in Los Angeles on the flagship. Hello, Josh. Go ahead.
5: Hey, how you
1: doing, D.K? Good, thanks.
5: All right, so I'm pretty much a lifelong Raider fan, also a diehard Laker fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty much, I grew up watching Kobe and Shaq. That was my childhood era, the three Mm -hmm. feet, all that. I witnessed all that. Derek Mavinsky, Allen Iverson, all that. I stopped watching basketball when it stopped looking like it was being competitive, especially one LeBron James. I cannot stand LeBron at all. The way he just carries himself, the way he... Like, he thinks he's entitled to everything. He calls himself the GOAT. It's like, okay, dude, all you do is stat pad against weak teams, okay? We needed Wade and Bosch to be the All-Celtics Big Three that Kobe beat with one all-star in Pagosan and a bunch of role players. But I don't agree with you. Hold
1: Hold on a second, Josh. I don't agree with you on LeBron. LeBron's playing well into his 20th year. He's still playing at a high level. He competes. He's intense. He dunks. He plays defense when he has to late in games. I think, I don't know if I'd use LeBron James as an example. I think that's a guy who's playing late into his career to continue to entertain guys like you, and he plays relatively
5: hard. Yeah, I mean, he does to a certain point, but it's just like the way he carries himself. Like, when he gets fouled, it takes him, like, 20 minutes to get up. It's like, dude, come on. You spend how much money on your body to, to, supposedly? It's like, dude, come on, get up. Not only that. On that one that one year when we had Russell Westbrook, he sat out on a must-win playoff game because of a sore knee.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Kobe tore his Achilles to get us into the playoffs against Golden State. Go Even though we got swept by the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. he still got in.
1: No, I appreciate your call, Josh. Good points there. Remember, really good points on Kobe because Kobe played hard. Kobe always played hard. Always played hard. Kobe's the best example of this along with Michael Jordan, but LeBron's going to be the greatest or second greatest player of all time. That's usually not the type of guy that you use as an example. Well, I, I don't watch the NBA anymore because of LeBron James. He's the reason why people still watch the NBA. And he plays hard, and he's won championships, and look, Kobe wanted to be traded from the Lakers. How many rings would Kobe have won without Shaq or without Gasol? Everybody who's a great player needed teammates to get there. How many championships... Bobby would Bird have won without McHale and Parrish? Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. How many rings would Brady have had without Old Scott? You wonder how many you would win without your what? Great teammates? I always bring this up to people. How many rings would Jordan have without Pippen? How many Jordan have? He wouldn't have six. Pippen was a great player. Pippen at times was the top five player in the league when Jordan was one. Pippen was top five. You take that out away from Michael Jordan. He don't have six rings, everybody. I can promise you that. Uh, But getting back to what we just talked about, it's about effort. When you turn on sports, you want to see effort. I don't care if it's a swim meet in the Olympics. It's an NBA game. It's a baseball game. That's why baseball players get called out from time to time when they don't hustle, when they don't take an extra base. When they hit a base hit to the outfield, they could get a double, and they they hold up rounding first. We want to see effort. And we don't see a lot of effort in the NBA, but it sure, sure gets better when the playoffs happen, I'll tell you that. I've never seen, I've never seen a sport that gets that much better. Baseball is the same. You can lose 2-1 to one or win 11-10 in April or in the World Series. In the NBA, the quality of basketball really steps up in the postseason. Roman is out in Arizona on the Raiders mobile app. Go ahead.
2: How you doing, JT?
1: Good, thank you. Uh,
2: I, I just think, man, like you were saying earlier, that the defense – that's what, that's what makes the game exciting when you're playing basketball and stuff, man. Mm. I really don't watch it as much anymore. I really don't watch the uh, All-Star game. I watch the other things on Saturday and Friday nights and stuff. I watch all that. But I remember when I first watched that first Dream Team film, and I saw those guys in practice. Did you see how those guys were just going at each other? Because Barkley going at Malone, Jordan going at Magic, you know what I mean? And this was practice. Those guys, those were the ambassadors of the game. If the ambassadors of the game don't show that effort, we're never going to get to that point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about the effort. Appreciate the call. Wheelie says, why are you talking uh, NBA today? (laughs) Why am I talking NBA today? Okay, because we're a sports talk radio show, and uh, the NBA had a disastrous all-star game. That's why we're talking about it. Uh, Pigs, pig 76 says, LeBron is a cash cow. The game blends to his brand. Yeah, and I, I think LeBron is a superstar. Superstar right there. And I'm bringing it up because it's about sports. Sports is about effort. And we lost the All-Star game just like we lost the Pro Bowl. The baseball All-Star game is the best one. No one can hit because the pitchers are too good. You got a closer pitching in the fifth inning. A closer comes in in the fifth inning for three batters. No one can hit him. He's throwing 99. You just can't do it. So the baseball all-star game is always going to be low-scoring and competitive because the pitchers are so good. And then we get to the hockey all-star game, and they screwed that up. They screwed that up, too. Three on three and, you know, guys breakaways, no slap shots, just whatever. So we don't have the ability to have an all-star game anymore because in all sports, we are entitled. The players are entitled. And we're not going to get the effort anymore. It's not the old school, man. We don't wear leather helmets anymore. Sports evolves. Goalies wear masks now. (laughs) Back in the 50s, they didn't. Things change. But it's all about the money in sports. Follow the money and you'll find effort. And once the NBA playoffs come around, you see tremendous effort because everybody wants a chip. Everybody wants a bonus. Everyone wants playoff money. So they play their ass off. They don't do that at the NBA All-Star Game. When we come back, Joe Philbin is back with the Raiders now, former head coach of the Dolphins. I think I remember the year he did Hard Knocks, if I recall. That's when you really got to know Joe Philbin, who seems to be a very intense guy. So the Raiders had another head coach, former head coach to the staff, along with Marvin Lewis. Antonio Pierce has help on offense, defense, special teams. Now the rest of the help has to come from players in the draft and free agency.
3: Lillard lets fly from half court and hits the three. Lillard's got 33 with nine triples. And this year's
6: 2024 Kobe Bryant MVP trophy goes to Damian Lillard.
1: Man, you hear the fans booing after Damian Lillard got the MVP. That's the Kobe Bryant Award. That's a great trophy to win. That's a brilliant trophy. To be the MVP of the NBA All-Star Game is one of the top trophies in that sport. It's a big one. Now it's a joke of a game, but that trophy's great. It's named after Kobe Bryant. JT, back with you as we continue on. Brought to you by the DeCastavurte Law Group. The brothers have your back. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. The DeCastavurte Law Group, proud partner of our show, so we got a new contest running around here. You hit the jackpot on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can win two thousand twenty-four dollars a day across our company, all over the company. With Lotus as a national company, so start off your year with a chance to hit the jackpot every Monday to Friday. We can do it right now. Two thousand twenty-four dollars. Listen for the daily code and text seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. You gotta register first. The contest opens each day at 7 a.m. and goes till 5 p.m. to the end of Q show. The code changes daily, so make sure you're listening to our station, Raider Nation Radio, every day for the code. And you can hit the jackpot, $2,024, all thanks to Lotus Broadcasting and Raider Nation Radio. So today's date is February twentieth. We go to the 20th today, and the code is Nellis, N E L L I S. So, Bobby, I guess that's the code. They're texting to that number as the contest works, and you could be in the hunt for an opportunity to win that and get that rolling. How's that sound? Uh, the code word today on the 20th, and make sure I got this right, it's February 20th. Uh, ooh, Bobby, it's February 20th. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I went to March. So let me stop. I got it wrong. I rarely get things wrong on the radio. I pride myself on being right. It's TARK. T A R K is the code. TARK. How about that? I was looking all the, all the way to March. Don't want to look that far ahead. So it starts today. TARK is the code word to 702 365 9200. Listen to the great Charles Barkley. Get after the commissioner, Adam Silver. This is why he's the best analyst and always wins the award in sports. <laughs>
3: so i saw you said something about it the other end it's i don't know what's going to happen to be honest with, you, with the g league and things like that we've screwed up college sports with the nil thing uh what can we do the nba to get together with the colleges because it is the wild wild west on steroids literally between you got college coaches leaving to take assistant jobs in the NFL and things like that, because they don't want to have to pay all these college players. What we gonna have to do something? What what? Can you, can you get together with the NCAA? Because number one, the NCAA—they're boneheads. They all. They're, but you know what? The reason I call them boneheads—they always reactive. And once you react to something, it's already out of control. So what do you think we're gonna be able to do between the NIL and the G League?
6: well the the ncaa has a relatively new leader a guy named charlie baker used to be the governor of massachusetts and i think he was brought in to truly be a leader and not be reactive he and i have sat down several times he's based here in indianapolis he's going to be at the game tonight he and i've had a bunch of conversations about how we can come together in youth basketball and how i know he is frankly looking to change the, the whole system because now not just is it complicated with what's happening with the NIL and collectives, but it differs from state to state. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, is we all know what the NBA is about is competition. And they've they and you're going to quickly have the haves and have nots, whether it's college football or college basketball, where some teams will be playing by one set of rules and a whole separate team Mm -hmm. group will be playing by a separate set of rules because they won't be able to afford to compete. So we're dependent, you know, we wouldn't for the domestic U.S. players, Without a great development system, they're not, you know, you guys didn't just fall off the turnip truck. You guys all came up through incredible systems that developed you into NBA players. We're seeing that internationally. I think there's a reason why you're seeing so many top-notch players come in the league now, so skilled. So it's it's not just at a college level, but we got to address youth basketball in this country. There's, there's a whole big ecosystem yeah. that we have to fix.
1: So that's Adam Silver. very transparent. Barkley asked him a tough question about what's happening with the developmental league, from the G League to NIL and college basketball, and Adam Silver gave him the best answer he could. So we covered off on the NBA All-Star Game fiasco. I didn't mention William Byron winning the Daytona 500. We got a couple of races coming up here in Vegas. Uh, the breaking news today is the Raiders hire a former head coach to be a part of the staff. Vinny Bonsignor tweeting, Joe Philbin coming in as the Raiders' senior offensive assistant is quite the coup. For Antonio Pierce, he now has two former NFL head coaches, Philbin and Marvin Lewis, to lean on. I'm sure Q will be talking about that coming up next. Thanks for having me back, everybody. Good to have a couple days away. We are back, head down for a couple more weeks, and then a little little siesta for another day, uh, day, weekend, long weekend, and... We'll get you through the off-season here on the flagship of the Raiders. Lucky to have a flagship station here in Vegas to help you with all your Raider off-season news. Q coming up next. Thanks, Bobby. Raiders! Raiders!
4: Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.